This is episode 7 of the Dragon Ball Insider Podcast, taking place on December 1st, 2014. What's going on, everyone? My name is Anthony. I'll be your host. This is, in fact, the Dragon Ball Insider Podcast. Unfortunately, I do not have any co-hosts with me today. No one was available, so you're going to have to deal with me talking to myself. I have never done this before. I've never talked to myself. I've never been in a room talking to basically my computer alone. So it might be a little awkward, but please bear with me. We've got a lot of new content. We're going to talk some Dragon Ball Xenoverse, the return of Dragon Ball Z Kai. And yes, we have yet another Dragon Ball Z movie, and someone from the past is being revived. So with that said... Let's start off with our news. Okay, so for those that don't know, there's a new Dragon Ball Z game in development, and it's called Dragon Ball Xenoverse. It's going to be available for the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, 360, and will be coming to PC by way of Steam. It's set to release in North and South America on February 17th for Steam users, and for console users on February 13th. Now, there's a couple different pre-orders that can be made. By pre-ordering or picking up the Day 1 Edition, you'll be guaranteed Super Saiyan 4 Vegeta as a playable character. You'll also receive a, Shen a black Shenlong metal case, two Frieza Soldier battle suits to customize your players with, and uh, a bunch of other perks. Now, for digital ver if you're pre-ordering the digital version, you'll get all the same items as I just listed, Minus the metal case, naturally. Also, there's an option to pre-order the Trunks Travel Edition, which will contain a 25-centimeter future Trunks figurine. Furthermore, this game has been confirmed to have a Budokai Tenkaichi mode, as well as spectator mode, in which you, the player, can watch others participate in the tournament itself as a spectator. I'll put a bunch of links in our blog, so you could pre-order if you are interested. But as of now... That is the latest news we have on Xenoverse, other than there being another test that's going to be happening on December 4th, I believe, where you can go to Bandai Namco's Twitch page and you can ask various questions about the game that's going to be coming out, and I'll put a, post a link and link back to that as well. Now, um, recently, Dragon Ball Z Kai aired back on Toonami on Saturday, November 8th. And it is the uncut version of Dragon Ball Z Kai, unlike the Nicktoons and CW for Kids version, which was heavily censored. So, naturally, uh, we all looked forward to this because, number one, Dragon Ball is finally coming back to t television after its long absence. Now, like I said, this happened on n November 8th. Uh, it was a, s a couple Saturdays ago. So... It did air like it was supposed to, however, there was a huge controversy when it aired. Now, the episode was aired with a musical score composed by Kenji Yamamoto. Now, for those that aren't aware of the significance of this, let me explain. Okay, so Kenji Yamamoto was the musical composer that worked on the majority of the Dragon Ball video games, um, notably the American versions of the Budokai series. He was hired to compose the musical score for Kai back in 2009. So, for two years of its run, his music was featured in almost every episode until the 2011 Tohoku earthquake and tsunami that had stricken Japan. During that time frame, Yamamoto's musical scores for both the video games and Kai 
have been proven plagiarized. He was blatantly plagiarizing Hollywood films such as Terminator, Salvation, Avatar, and various bands such as Pink Floyd, and even himself at one point in time. So as one can imagine, as a result, the music in Kai had to be replaced. And it was entirely replaced with Kikuchi's original musical score for Dragon Ball Z. Now, episodes 96 through 98 of the series were never aired with Yamamoto's musical score and were exclusively released with the Kikuchi score, while the previous 95 episodes received uh, a rushed replacement, to say the least, of all the music. So, as one can imagine, since this was re- since this was rushed, this resulted in a very improper and limited use of Kikuchi's music due to the lack of stereo tracks to choose from. So, the Yamamoto scandal began. This was one of the main reasons that Kai was... A monetary failure in Japan and why it was forced to end early, although the Boo Saga is now currently airing in Japan, Korea, and France with another musical score entirely by Norihito Sumitomo. So in 2011, Toei Animation forced the entire world to switch to Kai's alternate Kikuchi mix after the scandal. More recent dubs, for example, such as the French dub, never even received a mix using Yamamoto's music. So uh, Like I said, the musical scandal went global, and it was legally dangerous for Toei to continue allowing others around the world to to air this, and obviously Toei didn't want any lawsuits. So, this brings me to what happened with Kai on Toonami. So, originally, Funimation released parts 1 through 4 of Kai on Blu-ray and DVD using the Yamamoto score. They were forced to switch over to the Kikuchi mix starting with part 5, which caused a serious delay in its release, and they had to recall all the DVDs and BDs of parts 1 through 4 and re-release them again using the Kikuchi mix. So, what we figured out was they they may not have gotten rid of the old Yamamoto masters, so using this information, we can pretty much infer that Toonami was given the Yamamoto Masters rather than the Kikuchi Masters, meaning Funimation made a mistake. So, in the end, Toonami is merely airing what Funimation provided them, so it is more likely that it's the fault of Funimation and not Toonami. So, after doing further research of this, thanks to my DVR, I realized that Kikuchi was credited as the composer in the DBZ Kai opening credits. So, with that said... Toonami is most likely using the recalled Kai Video Masters, but received the wrong audio from Funimation. Furthermore, the following day, a gentleman by the name of Jason DeMarco, who is the executive producer and co-creator of Toonami, was made aware of this mistake and said that he will take care of it ASAP. So, um, with that said, the subsequent episodes were aired with the replacement Kikuchi score. So, now that it's all fixed, hopefully Toonami or Funimation didn't receive any legal troubles for this incident because I'm not so sure people understand how big of a deal this could possibly have been. Originally, it was global, and just the fact that it aired once over here in the United States could have been pretty significant if they didn't find out. Now, most people who are fans of Kai favor the Yamamoto score, regardless of whether it's plagiarized or not. I personally thought it was superior. Kai is a very fast-paced show. 
unlike the original Z, which was a relatively slow-paced show because it wasn't condensed, unlike Kai, which removed fillers and etc. Um, the Kikuchi score was obviously tethered for something that wasn't so fast-paced, so the music doesn't exactly fit, but um, the masters do a better job of music placement, unlike when it was originally replaced and rushed back in 2011. With that said, Dragon Ball Z Kai is still airing in the United States on Toonami um, Saturdays at midnight, and that is once a week, and it is currently on demand, and you could view that if you have Comcast or um, DirecTV, and I don't think Dish Network has Toonami anymore, but most networks do, so if you're interested, you can watch Saturdays at midnight. With that all said, let's move on to our main topic for today. So, back in July, scans were released from the September 2014 issue of V-Jump, which revealed that there was going to be a new Dragon Ball Z movie in 2015. The scans revealed that the movie is to be taking place during the Golden Week holiday in Japan, which is from April 29th to May 5th or 6th. Along with this information, a statement was released from none other than Akira Toriyama, and the statement goes as followed. Quote, As with the last movie, I thought up the new story for the next Dragon Ball theatrical movie as though it were a continuation of the manga when it was in serialization. Just the fact that I don't have to draw anything means I can obsess completely over the smallest bits of dialogue. Well, the truth is that I wasn't planning on going that far, since it's pretty exhausting at my age, but I got a little carried away. He continues to say, This time will of course be a continuation of the previous Battle of Gods, but I've deliberately increased the amount of action scenes by a good deal. With regards to the contents, they told me to quote, keep it a secret, end quote, like they're all high and mighty, so I can't touch on it yet, but it should be super duper interesting. The fact that I'd say that when I'm not big on the flashy action stuff means there's no doubt about it. Even my very first e editor, Torishima, who rarely ever praises me, said, this is really good, end quote. Absolutely no doubt about it, although it won't be any good if I say that too loudly and people end up disappointed by it, but at the very least, I'm confident that the contents are something that fans will be able to thoroughly enjoy. Right now, I'm drawing the design and illustrations for the new characters and such. The movie's completion is still a ways away out in the future, but please look forward to it. End quote. So that was Toriyama's statement from the September issue of V-Jump. Now, shortly thereafter... The official website for the 2015 movie was launched. The website is dragonball2015.com. Along with the website revelation, there was a trailer with the text that shows the following. An unknown person talking to Shenlong saying, quote, There's someone I want you to revive. Followed by Shenlong saying, Your wish shall be granted. In addition, the text following the trailer says, The worst wish in history. That is the beginning of despair. 
end quote. So up until about last week, we haven't had any new information about this film until plot and title of the movie were revealed in scans of the January 2015 issue of V-Jump. So this is where we're at now. The title of the movie is titled Dragon Ball Z Fukatsu no F, or in English, Dragon Ball Z Revival of F. So as one can imagine, the F in this title stands for Frieza. So yeah, Frieza is going to be revived by two members from his army, as stated by this text from the V-Jump article. Quote, Earth is now at peace, but then the remnants of Frieza's forces, Sorbet and Tagoma, attack. Their objective is to bring Frieza back from the dead with the Dragon Balls, and so the worst wish in, the worst wish in history of the universe is granted. And, quote, F, plotting his revenge against the Saiyans, is revived at last. So, like I said, Frieza is coming back, which I find to be awesome because Frieza is by far my favorite villain and I'm sure is one of your favorites as well. So, here's the thing. It has been said many times that in Dragon Ball, the dragon cannot make a wish that surpasses the power of God or Kami or Dende. In addition, there is a big misconception as to the time limit in which someone can be revived. It was once said that the dragon couldn't revive people that have been dead for over a year, but here's the thing. That was referring to a large group of people, and not just one person, so that may not exactly be true. Not only that, Toriyama has been known to contradict himself and others, so who really knows? That said, we don't really know how Frieza is going to amount to the power of Goku and the gang, but it's obvious that Goku and everyone else's level of power would annihilate Frieza as he is now, or as he was. However, the movie poster shows a similar aura that resembles Goku's when he went Super Saiyan God. So, we don't know for sure, but there are a lot of speculations that somehow he's wished back with immortality, or he somehow becomes a god, or he's wished back and he's made a god of destruction of one of the uh, other universes in the Dragon Ball world, as we heard at the end of Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods. But we really don't know, and we're definitely going to keep you informed. So, Revival of F will make its debut on Saturday, April 18th, as a, quote, super-wide release nationwide in 2D and 3D, which is actually a little bit earlier than Golden Week. So, yet again, we have another Dragon Ball Z movie, and I, as well as the other various members of Dragon Ball Insider, are extremely happy about this, and we cannot wait, and we will bring every detail possible that we get up until its release. So, with that all said, that brings us to the conclusion of today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed, and we look forward to bringing you more new content in our next podcast. There's always so much to talk about when talking about Dragon Ball, because there's always news popping up around the world. I mean, we're getting another movie in 2015, which 10 years ago, that was almost unheard of. So there really is no shortage of information, and we look forward to bringing you all the latest content. Aside from that, be sure to follow our website, www.dragonballinsider.com. Also, be sure to follow us on all of our various media outlets, and be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, podbean.com, and our Instagram page, our Twitter, our Google+. We really try our best to stay involved as much as possible with all of our fans so we can maintain a good relationship and have good community discussion. So once again, guys, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. And until next time, take it easy.